Broadcasting live from the secret base on the plain of Bablovia, this is Tap Tap Concede. I did not just make that up. No, I know. By the way. That's, that's, that's a, legit, a legitimate place now. In the unverse, Ooh. not the multiverse. It's the un the, the legally distinct, not legally distinct, but the are they canonically distinct? Yeah, it's actually a different universe. Huh? I didn't know that. I literally just found that out when I was looking up. I was like, wait, where is Unstable set? Also, how there's did, five secret bases. So. How, how did Mishra get there? Urza. You mean. Or yeah, how did Urza's this head get there? This is the unverses Urza. Oh. oh. I guess? I don't Bizarro know. Ursa? I don't understand. Maybe Urza was from the Unverse. We'll have to ask Mark Rosewater when he's here next week. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm Graham here with Kathleen and Cameron. We're going to talk about um, Unstable for the next uh, half an hour. Uh, but first, we're going to crack a pack. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cameron, roll that dice. 14. This side or this side? Uh, this, side? this side? I think... Oh, it's usually, we, usually we can't, you know what, One, you do you. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Some of those are open. Nine, ten, we usually count 11. from over here. Okay, so okay, the, okay. From the back here? Yeah. Or the front? Well, normally this. <laughs> oh, two, four, <laughs> It's a madhouse. Eight, this is thrilling content. Ten. Listen to us count by twos. Twelve, thirteen. 14 is Hour of Devastation! Hey. And this pack was given to us by Ben in mail time. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, it's Ben. All right. Uh, this is good. I'll be able to remember recent. most of this. Yeah. yeah. That's a, almost a new pack. Okay. How much Hour of Devastation draft did you do? A fair bit. Hmm. All right. Well, do you remember this card? Unquenchable Thirst. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Um, one in a blue, a creature enchantment, when it enters the battlefield, if you control a desert, you tap the creature, and the creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. I think this card started out bad, and then once people realized the deserts were rad, uh, it's got taken more highly, but not super highly. Hmm. It's, this was, it's, the, yeah. it's the blue claustrophobia effect, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It got super annoying. value, though. High mm -hmm. meme value? Yes. yes. Real, real, real thirsty. Yeah, when the when when people slide into your DMs. Yeah. You can just send them back. Thirst. In, yeah. In this, the, this card. I, I played against someone who had like three of these, and it was so annoying. Oh, that must have been backbreaking. Yeah, it was just all my big threats. They were just like, no, no, no. It's really, really frustrating. All right. Next up, we have Dutiful Servants, Blech. which was a fantastic callback art-wise to uh, to uh, Amonkhet. Lo loyal retain, not loyal retainers. Loyal, whatever. The two four for for three. Yeah, that was way better. Real yeah, good. and then it was just one more mana, but also one more toughness, but also way worse. Yep. Just a two five was not good in this format. No, no. Uh, next we have Kenra Scrapper. Oh, probably yeah. the best common red jackal warrior creature in the set. <laughs> That's high price. I agree with you. <laughs> if you watch our streams, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is probably the best red common. People were like, well, what about this card? Like, oh, yeah, oh, no, you're totally right. Well, it's probably the best red creature. And they're what like, about well, this what about this card? I'm like, okay, it's the best red jackal. Look, the point is. Camera Scrapper is pretty good. It's very good, and yeah. it's super annoying it's to play against. It's got menace. If you exert it, it it's like a 4-3 menace. Like, that's miserable. Yeah, the important thing to remember is it always has menace. Yep. Yeah. Not just when you exert it. Yeah. A lot of people forgot that. That's oh. a good card. Uh, all right, there's Grizzly Survivor. 
When you cycle or discard a card, it gets plus two, plus oh until end of turn. It's a two, three for two and a black. It's mm. not great as a two, three for three, and no. even as a four, three, it's like, oh yeah. No. Yeah. I think, I believe in Hour of Devastation, you could do more of like the wacky cycling deck, like, because Almond Pepper was so fast, and like the cycling deck with the walls and stuff was actually sort of viable. This was but not the payoff, was, though. No. no. Yeah, this is not the payoff. This was like, Card 22, 23 in the yeah. deck. Alright, ooh, Blow Sharpshooters. Oh. All stars. Four These to green. Very good. Four, four, Vigilance, Reach. So good, just a brick wall. Mm -hmm. I was very skeptical of these guys when I first saw the spoiler for the set, because I was like, four fours, there's going to be four fours everywhere with Eternalized creatures. They're mm -hmm. just, they're just going to die. But as it turns out, it was... There were not as many eternalized bodies running around as I thought. Also, you only paid four or five mana for your four four with vigilance and reach, whereas they had to pay whatever the upfront cost was and then the eternalized cost. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, oh, Tekra's Avenger. This actually, I believe, was one of like the premier white commons, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not like this format was that long ago. I don't know why I'm like, was this card good? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was good. One and a white for a three one. And you may exert it when it attacks. If you do, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to it this turn. Super, super, super aggressive. Yeah. yeah. This a three one's already aggressive, and in this format, it was just like, now I attack. Yep. You they can't they, do anything. Wizards finally made the three one for two mana. Good. Yes. Very useful. Sometimes, like, they've been trying for a while, right? Yeah. You see a yeah. lot of these, and most of the times they just trade for a one one. Yes. Yeah. Most of the one they. Most of the time, they still manage to trade down, even Except though they're two for, drop. What was the one from uh, Oath of the Gatewatch that couldn't be blocked by Scions? Oh, the... It was a uh, core. Yeah, it and was, it was a 3-1 for one and a white. Yeah, it was, it was a core a, wizard. Yeah, 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 and it was just like, well, this will just trade for any random Eldrazi Scion. No. Uh, uh, no. 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 no Too bad that the Devoid decks were still so much better in Oath of the Gatewatch. Yeah. yeah. All right, strategic planning. I don't think yes. I've ever resolved this card. I was super happy to see this reprinted because this was first printed in P3K with a white border and has never been seen since. This was, I think, Marshall's most picked common. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very good for the decks that want it. Right, that's like, true. I mean, it's just card advantage, right? So you yeah. go to the top three, you get, well, not not advantage, but selection. Because mm -hmm. well, you, you put one in your hand, putting putting internalized things or embalmed things yeah, in your graveyard Yeah, I was about to say, it's not necessarily a disadvantage no. to get something into your bin. It's sort of like, yeah. as long as you don't mind paying a little extra. I think reanimator decks in Highlander like this card. Yeah. That's true. I don't recall it being like a draft all-star, but maybe I'm hallucinating. It was, it, it was fine. It had a chance to be pretty good in draft. Yeah. Uh, Desert of the Glorified. These are so good. Yep. These were undervalued. The cycling deserts were really, really good. Well, because everybody fought over the uh, the uncommon deserts. If you could find one, yeah. Yeah. But uh, this was good. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Strategic planning is, was one in a blue for a sorcery. Oh, right. Uh, you look at the top three cards. One goes in your hand, the other two go in your graveyard. Desert of the Glorified is from the cycle that they enter tapped. This one taps for black, and it cycles for one in a black. So, yeah. I liked uh, doing the cycling... Um, Cycling a desert, throwing it in the bin, then playing that four-four beetle that put a land back into play. Oh, yeah, yeah, because like the thing is, like deserts didn't care if they were on in play or in your graveyard. Scrounger of Souls. Scrounger. Scrungy Bunger. This guy was always terrible when I drafted him, and always amazing when I played against him. Yeah, four and a white for a three-four with lifelink. Or four and a black. Four and why did I say white? Four and a black for a three-four with lifelink. Yeah, I, 
I had I had a couple good experiences with Scrounder of Souls, and then yeah, another couple instances where it was like, wow, I'm outclassed. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's a three four. I won't trade for anything. And then, but in the games that I played against it, it was like, how has he gained twenty one life off this thing? Yeah. I mean, like the thing is, three four does like profitably, uh, like maybe you're not gonna eat them, but it certainly uh, holds back a lot of smaller creatures, right? Mm -hmm. Such as Defiant Kenra. A 2-2 two, two for 2. Yep, finally. Red Bear. I mean, okay. I guess they got this in... Eldritch Moon, I think. Yeah, yeah they finally got a vampire. Define but... Kenner was okay. Crook of Condemnation. I'm just skimming past cards that weren't particularly interesting. We don't have anything mm. interesting to like say Like this one? Yeah, I mean... Two mana artifact, one and tap, exile a card from a graveyard, and one and exile Crook and to exile all cards from all graveyards. When Wizards R&D looks at a card and goes, why did we have to call it Relic of Progenitus? We can't reprint this ever. Mm -hmm. mm. We need this card back. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this is this was not printed Sideboard. necessarily for the mm -hmm. set. Well, I mean, you could get some... Uh, you could. You could get some... Um, some incidental value. You eternalize and eternalize stuff. Actually, here's a question. When you eternalize a creature yeah. that's in your graveyard, that card is still in the yard while that ability is on the stack, right? I believe so. Like, can, like someone, eternalize can, someone, can someone pay for eternalize and you then exile the card that they're trying to eternalize? I don't I think, know. I think you can. Hmm. We'll have to check with the judge on that or just read the comments below this video. Here's, here's a card that I wanted to be amazing and just didn't yeah. quite get there? Overcome. Yeah. Three green green for a sorcery. Creatures you control get plus two plus two and trample until end of turn. Do you remember the pre-pre-release we did for Hour of Devastation and Adam uh, Savadan had this card and he was just like, I'm going to call this deck, we shall overcome. And he was just going to trample over people and yeah. we're like, oh my god, what a bomb. Overrun effects are always amazing. Turns out he never cast it and still won his games. Yes, yeah. but... Because appeal to authority is probably just better. Yeah, but this card was always like, I'm fine. It's tough to go super, super wide in mm -hmm. this format. Yeah. Like, I saw this card do work, but rarely. I mean, mm -hmm. like, overrun effects are more good when you build up, like, this massive board presence and then turn it sideways all at once. Yeah. Whereas I think... Almond Cat and Hour of Devastation were more like, get creature down, turn turn creature sideways, trade mm -hmm. off creature, put another creature down. Yeah. So, like, unlike, you know, your traditional overruns where you're buffing, like, six, seven, like, little guys and just, like, going in. Like, this was like, okay, so a couple creatures get plus two, plus two at sorcery speed. That's correct, yeah. Maybe not the best mm -hmm. for five mana. Mm -hmm. Dagger of the Worthy. Oh, yeah, sure. This one's okay, I guess. Two mana <laughs> equipment. Uh, the equipped creature gets plus two, plus O, oh, and afflict one, and it equips for two. Fun fact, if you put this on a creature with afflict, uh, it, uh, it gets, those are separate triggers. It gets mm. double afflict. Like, you know, you can have double like, lifelink and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I wrote, there's a whole section in the Hour of Devastation Judge video about how a creature could have double afflict. And it I, never came up. No, nobody ever did that. Mm -hmm. uh, but we got a very good card for our rare. Oh. Ooh. A card that, speaking of the Hour of Devastation pre pre release, that I played to very good effect. Whoa, hey. the Locust God. What four. Up? Blue red for a 4 4 God with flying. Whenever you draw a card, create a 1-1 one, one blue and red insect creature token with flying and haste. Two blue-red, draw a card and discard a card. And of course, when the Locust God dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. Not even the beginning of the, uh, yep. the next upkeep. Next end step. Right? Yep. 
That's miserable. I mean, there's a lot of time in there for, for you to blow it away, but it's coming back, probably, unless your opponent has a very specific tech against it. Yeah, this guy's... I mean, there were some exile effects in this. In this. Yeah, well, Crook of Condemnation. Yeah. Right? That's but when like you get that, it. Yeah, that didn't feel good to have to bring in Crook of Condemnation. So... No, I mean, like, I would say the Locust God was the Locust God probably the worst of the three gods, but they're all incredibly powerful and good. Mm -hmm. Well, like the, the Scarab God, God was like game breaking, right? Yeah. Well, it depends on the format. That's true. Right? I think the Scorpion God was the worst. The Scorpion God? Which one was that one again? Um, it's the one that put minus one minus one counters on things. Oh yeah. yeah never you could mind. you could get a lot of value off of it, but about. it was it was expensive, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I just think that because this this is also just a four four flying body on its own. Mm -hmm that you don't even need to activate its ability to start getting uh, uh, insects. Oh, uh, yeah. You can just wait. To, like, you can just... You just draw your card for the turn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As long as it survives. Um, so, obviously, people this... people weren't, like, particularly disincentivized to... I mean, they were, but at the same time, it's like... Mm. Right? Uh, so, obviously, this would be our first pick. Correct. Uh, if not, um, hmm. our best uncommon is Overcome, because the other two are Dagger of the Worthy and Crook of Condemnation. Yeah. So if you don't feel like taking Overcome... Which I don't. These are the, the commons that I think stand out are Canra Scrapper, Bitterbow Sharpshooters, Desert of the Glorified, and probably my first pick is actually just Oketra's Avenger, even I, though there's no other white cards here. I, I mean, mean, you take that and it's a good wheel. signal. Yeah, just be like, I'm in white. Yep. I so, mean... I don't know. Uh, I, I think I'd go with the Sharpshooters. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Um... But yeah, I think you might be correct with Oketra's Avenger. Just go aggressive. Yeah. Hmm. Cut. <laughs> Cuts white pretty well, too. So, welcome to the land of Silver Borders. Mm. Unstable is not back. Un the unsets are back. Unstable Finally, is here. Unstable is here. After years of Mark Rosewater teasing and trying and saying, well, I'd really like to do a third unset someday. Finally. Unstable is here, and this time they did world building. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it, not just a bunch of magic jokes. Yeah. Do you know how few cards were in the first two unsets? Very few. Mm -hmm. like, they were not. To, like, whenever we run across one of the packs here, we've seen all the cards before. Like, mm -hmm. un, unglued, unhinged? Which was the first one? Do you have one? Here unglued, I thought? Yeah, un, yeah, unglued was the first one. There's like a hundred and something. Like, it's pretty low, and Unglued has a little over 200. Right. Or Unhinged has a little over 200, I think. Unstable is actually a full, intended-to-be-drafted set, whereas, like, I did an undraft once, and I kept seeing a lot of the same cards over and over again. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm excited that they've taken basically what they learned when they were designing Conspiracy, mm -hmm. which was great, and was designed to be, like, a fun, self-contained draft environment. Mm -hmm. And then they've applied that to the wackadoo mechanics right. of the silver-bordered unset. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people when Conspiracy came out, they're like, oh, this is kind of like an unset light. Mm -hmm. It's got all these wacky cards that, you know... Unglued has 88 cards. Thank you. Wow. 88? Came yeah. out in 1998. Yeah. Unhinged has 172 cards. Came out in 2004. And that's still super small for yeah. a set. That's a, yeah, that's the size of a very small set. And so, I like that... Um, I like also that there's a lot of cards... Obviously, there's some cards in here that are just absolutely bonkers, right? But, um... Huh. Neat. Well, then. Flawless timing. Yeah. It's, for those not watching the video version, something hilarious just happened. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, uh, 
Yeah, so there's some stuff that's bonkers, but there's a lot of other stuff in the set that is sort of like, th that could work. Like, yeah, like the 3-3 three, three zombie with Last Strike. Yeah, Last Strike. That's a completely viable mechanic that they could absolutely put on mm -hmm. a real creature in the real game of Magic the Gathering. Uh, it's called Extremely Slow Zombie. And so it has Last Strike, which means it deals combat damage after creatures without Last Strike. So it means that if... Other creatures have First Strike relative to it, essentially. Yeah. So against... Uh, if you attack with this zombie and they block with a 2-2, two -two, then... Uh, the 2-2 two -two deals its damage first, and then the extremely slow zombie kills the 2-2, two -two, right? Or if against a pair of 3-3s, three this zombie dies in regular combat damage, mm -hmm. which also means that there's the three-headed goblin that has triple strike, meaning it deals damage in the first strike phase and the combat damage phase and the last strike phase. So if it manages to go completely unblocked, uh, that's nine damage. Yeah, yep. you could totally have this in the normal set. Yeah, the triple strike guy will one-shot a player if equipped with GTA. <laughs> oh my It does God. 21. If you roll you, all the counters on. You do one, you, you hit for three. Yep. GTA gets two, two counters. counters. You blow the counters off to give the creature... Plus four, plus four. Plus four, plus four. Then it hits for seven. Yep. You get two more GTA counters. You blow them off again to give it another plus, plus four, plus four. So it does 21. <laughs> Did they not think of the interactions with GTA? <laughs> Probably not. No, probably. I mean, they yeah. probably might. They might have been like, "Well, who cares?" Who cares? Yeah, yeah. And so there's, you know, there's like some traditionally. Um, there it is. It's finally gone. Did some traditionally uh, unset sort of stuff like um, dealing with watermarks and mm. uh, uh, artists and like words on the card. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some nice callbacks to earlier flavor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Night of the Kitchen Sink uh, is has protection from black bordered cards. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that's fun. Yeah. Right? That's cute. And so, you know, there's there's stuff like that that's totally goofy. But there's a lot of stuff in here that's like, I think they're testing Yeah. here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, actually, could you just pull up X for a second, Beach? Mm -hmm. This is a absolutely I love this bizarre card. design of a card. So X is the name of a legendary creature, human spy. He's a 2-2 for blue-black. So 2-2 two, two for 2. Name is X. As long as X is in its owner's opponent's hand, X's owner may cast X and activate X's abilities. The opponent cannot cast X and plays with his or her hand revealed. And you're like, wait a minute, what? So there's another ability. For blue, black, and tap, put X into target opponent's hand. And then for three blue-black, you may play a card in the same hand as X without paying its mana cost. So basically, whatever they have, you have, and you can pay uh, five to cast it. At yeah. instant speed. Yeah. Yeah. To note, that last ability works in your hand as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So well, you can, you okay, can yeah. cheat on, I, th I think, unless I'm wrong, which I could be, but it's, yeah, three blue-black, you may play a card in the same hand as X. Oh, you're right, so you just hold X. You, 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 yeah. One sec, I'm just going to cast oh, wait, hold an X on, spell but As long as X is in X's owner's opponent's hand, X's owner may cast X and activate X's yeah. abilities. Yeah, you can, you, you can, you're the owner, you can activate those abilities anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just letting you know that, so you play yeah. X, 
you put X into your opponent's hand, then you get to see everything in their hand and cast their spells, and your opponent can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, your opponent can't get X out of their hand. How do you get a card out of your hand? You can discard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess I mean, they could force couple, themselves to discard. There's some discard elements in this yeah. format. Yeah. Uh, like, I think, I can't remember any of the spells, but I'm like pretty sure you can discard cards. Yeah. yeah. I just think this is super, super interesting. Yeah, no, it's a rad, rad bit of design. Does it also not mean that your opponent, because they have it, can they not cast blue and a black and put it into, because this is put X into target opponent's hand, if like, yeah. well, they're holding it. That opponent cannot cast X. Ah, I see. Yes. Sorry. It's okay. No, this is gonna. This is definitely gonna be the cause of many a judge call. Yeah, I hope someone opens yeah. this at the at yeah the, the pre-release. And the judge call will be what? Yeah, don't what? <laughs> Stop. Huh? What? <laughs> and uh, and then somebody will make an X gonna give it to you joke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then everybody will be like, yes, thank you. That's the fourth time I've heard that today. <laughs> oh, hey, this is something interesting. Um, we talked about Knight of the Kitchen Sink, which is mm -hmm. the 2-2 two -two for white-white mm -hmm. with First Strike mm -hmm. and Protection from Black Borders. Yes. Uh, so there's only one Black Border card in Unstable, and it's not. It's only kind of in Unstable, which is Steamflogger Boss. Mm -hmm. So we can take a look at Steamflogger Boss. So this was the card from Future Sight where this whole contraptions and rigors joke came from. And to print Steamflogger Boss in Unstable with a Black Border, Steamflogger Boss is on the land sheet. Okay? Mm -hmm. What that means is Steamflogger boss shows up in the land slot of the boosters. Huh. Now, so you either get a land or a Steamflogger boss? Yeah, now most of the time you'll get a land, but you could get a Steamflogger boss. When you're drafting, you, like, the lands, so generally when, when you draft at, like, your store or with friends, everyone just takes out the land and the token and chucks it in the middle of the table. Those are yours. Mm -hmm. as, the, as the person opening the pack, you, the token and the land are yours. So this is, and this is, this is word of God from Mark Rosewater. If you open Steamflogger Boss, you just get him. Oh. And you can play him in your deck. That's, it's oh. just a free pick. You just oh. get Steamflogger Boss, then you make your first pick out of that booster. Aww. So, okay. Yeah. Wild. So if you open Steamflogger Boss in your land slot, you just get it. Does that also mean that, because you're saying everyone just throws them into a thing in the table anyway, um, well, I mean, are you revealing the fact that, oh, I've pulled this? You don't I don't know. So. I honestly don't know if you have to. Also, people probably won't be chucking their lands away in Unstable because the Unstable, traditionally the unset lands are very, very cool and especially spicy and will be worth a lot of money. There's no exception here, by the way. Yeah, these, these are, are gorgeous. They got John Avon to go and do a bunch of full art land. Hey, John, we're doing another unset. Mm -hmm. get, get your paintbrush ready. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, oh that's swamp. swamp. That's a good swamp. Everyone's going to want that island. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or it's just going to cycle through now. What have you seen that you're... Apparently this mountain is based on a real mountain in Italy. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I can't okay. remember what it's called, but apparently it's a real mountain. Hmm. That island, though, that's like classic island. People mm. are going to be... That's a spicy island. And that's a nice forest. No one does forests like John Avon. No. Nope. No. I, this is not like my favorite set of John Avon lands, but they're very nice. They're very, very good. So what have you guys seen be. that's... Notable uh, from my favorite card, I think, is the Grand Calcutron. Oh yes, Dan Dan Emmons was talking to us is, about is this. Is this one of Dan's? This is one of Dan's, I believe. Yeah, because this, it, that makes sense. It turns your card or turns your hand into a program. Yeah, the Grand Calcutron. 
starts with a G? It's, uh, no, I think it starts with a T, because it's the Grand Calcutron. No, it's okay. It's a legendary artifact. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, 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 it says, like... to resolve this. Yeah, it says, like, your, your hand is now... Yeah, when the Grand Cal Calcutron enters the battlefield, each, each player, notably, each player's hand becomes a program, an ordered row of revealed cards. Players can only play the first card of their program. So you look at your hand, you have to put it in an order, and leave it that way. If a card would be put into a player's hand from anywhere, that player reveals it and places it anywhere within the program. So you get to choose where in the order it goes, <laughs> but you only get to cast them or play them in the order mm -hmm. that they show up. At the beginning of each player's end step, if that player's program has fewer than five cards, he or she draws cards equal to the difference. So you're always going to have five cards, and every turn you're bringing yourself back up to a complete program, and you get to order how it's going to go See, off. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if this card is good. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't. <laughs> I, uh, I think I can answer that question. If, I'm, if I may be so bold. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I, I don't think it's good at all. I think it's terrible. <laughs> I think it's probably pretty awful, but I love it, and I can't wait to play it or yeah. play against it. I want to resolve. I think I broke Cameron. <laughs> Um, the thing I'm curious about is that they say you, you put it yeah. in an order and you yeah. must play the first card. Yeah. yeah. But is the first card when you're holding your cards going from left to right, or is the first one well, being the one on top and how you hold it? Both both play the yeah. hands the hands are revealed, so both players would have to like, agree. Put them on, in an order. Be um, like, this right, is my order. Yeah. Right. Um, no, but here's the thing: if I have fewer, like if I'm down to like one or two cards, and uh -huh. my opponent has like a grip of seven, yeah. this card is super good because I get to get a lot of cards out of it. Yeah. But then I don't. I get to draw like four cards at the end of turn, or maybe three, or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's good. It just rewards planning. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this rewards like your ability to like say, okay, I know my what my opponent's hand is, mm -hmm. so they have to play this next, mm -hmm. which means depending on what I draw, I can respond to it. But that information is open, so your opponent's like, ah. Yeah, so there's all this right. reordering of cards. Yeah, the, the downside is like, that as the active player, I believe you would have to, to order first. Oh, wait, no. Would you have to order first? Does that mean your trigger goes on the stack first? Each player's hand becomes a program of players. Oh, so many hand. judge calls. Yeah. I know. I think I, This is rad. I like. I love this. I love it so much. I, I want to play with it. I want to play it too, but I'm just trying to like figure out, like, is it worth me spending a card, and only two mana, I admit, to, to how much card advantage can I get over my opponent? I love I, this I card, think, and I want to play it. Yeah, I don't think... I, I think you're coming at this from, from the wrong angle. From a decidedly un... un an unsportsmanlike un unset. An un, un I mean, like, how, how... How confident are you in your ability to outplay your opponent? Yeah, because all the information's Depends there. Depends on who I'm playing. All the information's there, and you have to think ahead and strategize. Yeah. Uh, the other it's card like a that, chess machine, Yes, the other card that I really loved is... Um, it's another blue, white, rare. Uh, it has a knight holding a punch card with covered in moths, and she's oh, trying to hit it with a fly that, swatter. That one looked. That, that uh, was amazing. Um, uh, uh, it's a sorcery. Um, uh, what the hell was it called? I have it on my phone here. Let me look at it. Uh, Hotfix. Yes, thank you. Hotfix. I knew it was some sort of programming thing. Yeah, you have ten seconds to to oh. look at your entire library. And reorder it. Yeah. And rearrange and arrange your library so, how you see fit in ten seconds. Four white blue sorcery. 
You have 10 seconds to look at and rearrange the cards in your library. At the end of those 10 seconds, if you are touching one or more of those cards, shuffle. I feel like this card has two modes. One, I feel like it's not unreasonable to, like, scry, like, four or five, right? Yeah. Alternately, just tutor quickly and then slap a card on top. Yeah, like, take your library, flip it over. Yes, exactly. Like that's like you use it in two modes, which is just like tutor for one card, tutor yeah. for the exact card you want, and the, that's it. Don't get greedy. You're gonna or think just about like, eh, no. Eh, yeah, no, but you're eh. not also not tutoring, right? You're putting it on top. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay, but like you're using yeah. it like a tutor. Right? I like. Yeah. By the way, I like what you just did, Cam. The spreading, fanning your deck out on the table. Mm -hmm. I know Isn't that you're then revealing your deck, but being able like that's much faster than flipping through. Yep. Just oh, like yeah. just like. Look at hotfix in your hand and go, okay, what, like, what? Let, let's be really bold here. Let's go, what four cards? Yeah, I was gonna do say I three, four cards. To draw over the next couple turns. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know those cards. Cast hotfix. Ready a timer? Go. Fan it. That one, just grab, 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 grab. Snap. Done, right? Mm -hmm. Get it. Yeah, em. I feel like you could do that in 10 seconds. I feel yeah. like. Ten, 10 seconds is a surprisingly long amount of time if you're, if you're quick. And yep. you know exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love this it. is sweet. I love hotfix. Uh, the other one is rules lawyer. <laughs> this one, this like, one is going to be gonna hurt the judges. An absolute. I know that we've been saying that a lot. This one is nuts. Three white white for a one one. State based actions don't apply to you or other permanents you control. But pray tell, what is a state based action? Well, let Things me like... let me read the reminder text. Yeah. You don't lose the game due to having zero or less life, or drawing from an empty library. Your creatures aren't destroyed due to damage or death touch, and aren't put into a graveyard due to having zero or less toughness. Your planeswalkers aren't put into a graveyard if they have zero loyalty. You don't put a legendary permanent in, into a graveyard if you control two with the same name. Counters are not removed from your permanents due to game rules. Permanents you control, attach, or combine illegally remain on the battlefield. For complete rules and regulations, see Rule 704. That's not a joke either. That's the, that's the rule in Magic. The, and like the joke is, creatures don't kill creatures, state-based actions kill creatures. Or damage yeah. doesn't kill creatures, state-based actions kill creatures, mm -hmm. right? So it's like you have a three toughness creature, it's like a lightning bolt, you mark three damage on the creature. Then when the game rules check state-based actions, it goes, oh, there's three damage marked on this creature with three toughness, it dies. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't happen now. No, I feel like when, when You people... can still destroy a creature with cards that say destroy or exile. Yeah. But a creature's never dying in combat. You're never losing the game. <laughs> they have to kill this first. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very, it's very... How, though? <laughs> right? You, know, you gotta exile it, right? Yeah. Give, okay. Well, no. It, it, State-based actions apply to, apply to this creature. Oh. Thank, permanent thank goodness. Right, yes. Oh. Right, so they can kill this creature unless you have counter magic or give it hexproof or something. Yeah, I feel like what's going to happen is that somebody is going to be like, "Judge, my opponent resolved rules lawyer," and the judge will sigh, pull up a chair, and just sit down next to that match, and just like wait, and yep. be like, "No, that's a state-based action. Mm -hmm. That's it. This is a this is a plot by Wizards of the Coast to get us to all understand what state-based actions are." Oh kind God, of like, right. uh, uh, what was the? The one that was the giant tuning fork stuck in the ground. Oh, Strionic Resonator. Yeah, Strionic Resonator, which was their lesson in how um, activated abilities, or what was an activated ability. Yeah. This is not from Unstable Danger. This is a... 
Okay. Different other card. Because I saw this, and I thought that's what you meant. Oh, the Sundering Fork? No, that's a contraption. Okay. Contraptions are also super weird, and we probably don't have time to get into them today. Sundere um, Fork. <laughs> Kathleen, did you have a card from Unstable that you've... I had some, but I can't remember what any of them are. Uh, the Squirrel Cycle seems good. Oh my god. The Earl of Squirrel. Well, then just like, there's like, there's not a lot of other squirrels in the set. That's the first thing I checked. Have you seen the FAQ for what Squirrel Link is? No. No. It says... Can you bring up Earl of Squirrel, Uh, Beesh? The the, the FAQ is like, what is Squirrel Link? And the description is, you know, you know, Life Link? It's like that, but for squirrels. (laughs) (laughs) So the the Earl of Squirrel is a 4-4 squirrel advisor for 4 green green. It has... Squirrel Link. Damage dealt by this creature also causes you to create that many 1-1 green squirrel creature tokens. Creature tokens you control are squirrels in addition to their other types, so any token you have is a squirrel, and other squirrels you control get plus one plus one. I feel like he's not a legendary squirrel advisor, because otherwise someone is going to build a totally broken squirrel commander deck. Only until January fifteenth, mm-hmm. but that's that's but, a topic I mean, for a, maybe that's a topic for next week. But some tap, people tap, might have like kitchen table rules, like oh, or yeah. they're like personal house rules that the silver bordered cards are okay, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like that was put in there, but I feel like I feel like this this card could be very good. There's not a lot of other like just squirrels in the format, which is probably fine. Good, but you don't need other squirrels. You just need creature tokens because all yep. your tokens become squirrels. I actually didn't read that line of type until as I was reading the card out right now. That's really good. Yeah. Um, I'm, and ha- stupid, and I how love many, it. How, many, how much like creature token generation is in this set, though? An amount. Like mm-hmm. an amount, but not like it's not like a huge sub sub theme as no. far as I recall. No. So it's not like just opponent resolves Earl of Squirrel. You get like a ninety-five by next turn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, last one I want to talk about before we wrap up our uh, brief episode this week. Uh, Beach, could you go to Very Cryptic Command? Mm. Just because I love the pun as well. Cryptic Command, of course. One blue, blue, blue. Four modes. Uh, it's always like, oh, which, which two modes am I going to use today? So, Very Cryptic Command mm. is one blue, blue, blue for an instant. You either untap two target permanents and or tap each permanent target player controls with exactly one word in its name. That's the callback to old uh, unset mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, discard all the cards in your hand, then draw that many cards. Not bad. Or return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Now that's pick two. Apart from the one word thing, these are all like not bad abilities. Yeah, no. like the Wheel of Fortune one's real good. Oh yeah, you got a grip of land late in the game? Mm-hmm. F that. Get some fresh cards. And then, like, it's not super powerful. No, but I love that it's very cryptic command. Yeah. I just, very, it's mostly just the name. Mm-hmm. I just really, really like the name. That goblin is so confused. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of funny stuff in this. Because there's set. a card with, uh, Beach, can you bring up Garbage Element? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, does Garbage Elemental have Wordy? Yes. Oh, sorry, it mentions Wordy. Yeah, yeah. Garbage Elemental. This is like, hey, look at our old mechanics. Mm-hmm. It's four and a red for a 2-4 Elemental with Frenzy 2, which is whenever this creature attacks and isn't blocked, it gets plus 2 plus 0 until end of turn. And it can't be blocked by wordy creatures. A creature is wordy if it has four or more lines of rules text. And, and I must say, having 
having looked at the whole spoilers, there's a lot of wordy creatures in this format. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is actually, I think Garbage Elemental's pretty good. I just love that they were like, remember, remember Frenzy? Remember Wordy? We've put them on the Garbage Elemental. <laughs> what are they saying about these mechanics? That I they're feel, not good and this is the only place they appear in the set. I feel <laughs> like for a lot of, a lot of the time, uh, Garbage Elemental will be a 4-4 four, four that can't be blocked. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of chattery, chattery, chattery creatures in this in this format. So many things to say, so many rules texts to explain. Yeah, I think we're gonna spend a lot of time on the next couple episodes, probably just gushing about various cards that we think are hilarious from Unstable. And like I mentioned, talking about the uh, commander thing, sleeve up some some new decks between now and the fifteenth, mm -hmm. if that's what you and your playgroup are into. Uh, for those of you who are like, what, what, what? Just quickly explain that since we've danced around the topic twice. The Commander Rules Committee has said that between now and the ban and restricted the restricted update on January fifteenth, silver bordered cards are legal in multiplayer commander, with some exceptions because there is still a ban list. Yeah. So ones like Ashnod's coupon that force you to go and uh, force a player to get you a drink, those are not, yeah. not allowed. But anyway. That is actually going to do it for uh, this week. Forgot to mention at the top of the show that uh, Tap Tap Concede is brought to you by CardKingdom.com. So you can check out CardKingdom.com slash LRR for all of your card and kingdomly needs. They'll it ship, is a veritable kingdom of cards. They'll ship sealed product anywhere in the U.S., singles anywhere in the world, and very, very quickly. And we like them, and we work with them because we use them ourselves, and we think they're great. And this show and everything we do is brought to you by you, and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com. Yeah, you guys are great. You guys let us do this dumb thing that we do. Yeah. Good Although, job, guys. Thank you. No, it's not dumb all the time. You did this. Yeah. This is your fault. <laughs> I, I mean, we love you. Thank you. We really do appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we have a, a alert Discord. Yeah, check it out it's, um, at uh, discord.gg slash LRR. Yeah, and there's a Highlander channel now Yeah. for all of your... Canadian that note has on, been on the monitor for a while, and it's not even something. It's for the other podcast. Well, I yeah, was, was there. reading our notes. Yeah, fair enough. It said reminder. Hey, good for yeah. you. And I thought, hey, you I will let this thing. slip through the cracks. Good. Some so crimes. organized. Some crimes. <laughs> I'm gonna go hang some foam back to the wall. Yeah, I like that our set picked the uh, uh, the unpodcast to start falling apart. It's Very on, flavorful. It's on brand. Mm -hmm. All right, goodbye, everybody. We'll talk Bye. to you next time. Bye. Toodles.